So Shalom Aleichem, and thank you to Michal for having me on your new podcast, whose goal is to connect some topic of the Parshas Hashavua with something that we learned during this week in the 21 Prakim Rambam, following the track of three Prakim a day, and uh, it's an honor to be here. This week we live with the portion of Chukas, and I would like to suggest the following connection. Concerning the episode that we read, how when the Bnei Yisrael spoke out negatively towards Hashem and towards Moshe, and in response to that, Hashem sent amongst the people fiery snakes and serpents that bit them, and Rachman and Litzlan, many people died. To which God told Moshe Rabbeinu, as it says in the parasha, that make for yourself the image of a fiery snake. And as Chazal tell us, based on Loshoin, Neufel, Al Loshoin, that Moshe Rabbeinu made a copper snake in the Chash Hanochoshes. And he placed that snake, like God told him, on the nays on a tall pole. And whoever that was bitten shall look at this snake made by Moshe and would live. And as the Mishnah tells us that it's not the snake that kills, nor was it looking at the snake that Moshe Rabbeinu made that gives life. It is Hashem who gives or takes life. Elomah, the Medrash says that the goal of placing the snake on the nace, on a high pole, was indeed to cause, to inspire people to look heavenward, for them to be indeed aware that it is from the Oibish, that it is from God that we derive our life. Now the Alter Rebbe in Lukutei Torah asks two bomb questions. First of all, if the main goal was to acknowledge that it's not the snake, not the physical snake that kills, not Moshe Rabbeinu's Nachash HaNachoshes that gives life, but it is the Emes, it's all from Hashem, then why did Moshe Rabbeinu have to make any type of copper snake? Moshe Rabbeinu should have simply inspired the people to look heavenward and thus receive life from Hashem. And furthermore, asks the Alter Rebbe, there is a basic din when it comes to tefillah that true one's heart should be facing the heavens, but one's eyes should be facing the earth. The humble way of praying is dafka not to look up, but yes, to look down. So the Alter Rebbe explains beautifully that in as much as we strive to be better connected to God, nevertheless, the main purpose for creation, the Alter Rebbe quotes the Zoyar, that whoever did not transform the bitterness into sweet has no place in the world to come. In other words, the kavana for which we are here is to have a relationship with evil in order for us to ultimately transform it. Now this relationship begins with us breaking it, us denying it, but ultimately after and only after we fulfill the first step then we are able to, to do what we call the hamtakas hagvurais, to somehow find some sort of silver lining, some sort of goodness, some sort of purpose for that which is klipa in this world, and by revealing it, we transform it. And therefore the Altareb explains, when he uses various times the mashal of the zoyna, in, in the Zoyer HaKodesh, that the Alter Rebbe brings in the beginning of Tanya, that when there is a king that wants to make sure that his son, the prince, that will be a future king, 
for him to have a strong moral character, which is needed for him to be the leader that the country needs and deserves, the king himself will hire someone to test him. The purpose of that test is not, God forbid, for the prince to fail. No, the purpose is to give the prince an opportunity to overcome temptation, to become stronger morally, to become stronger ethically, thus rendering him into the leader that he has to turn into. And this is the general approach when it comes to all klipa and to all challenge, that even though God wants us to deny that which we must deny, we have to deny and break the temptation, but afterwards we have to see that all is really coming from God. And v'lama osa Hashem kacha, so the bigger the general answer is, for us to become stronger, in order for us to become even more connected to God. And the understanding that all that happens, even that which appears to us to be negative and a challenge is coming all from God, this is the way that we ultimately transform the bitter into sweet. Now this is mamash connected to the opening Patek, Patek Rishon, right, of the whole book of knowledge of Sefer Mado, when the Rambam begins with his famous words, Yesoid HaYesoidus, Va'amud is that it is the pillar, the foundation of all foundations, and the pillar of all wisdom. Leida to know, that there is there a primordial existence. And here the famous Kasha is, as pointed out by the Kess of Mishnah, Rambam should have said, Leida, Shiyesh Matsuirishoin, to know that there is the primordial existence, the primordial being. Rambam writes, Leida Shiyesh Sham, to know that there is there a Matsuirishoin. When you look at that, it sounds terrible that there is a Matsuirishoin there. Every child knows that God is everywhere. Hashem is omnipresent. What does Shom mean? So amongst the various answers, Shom is Lashay Nistar. There is taken not defining where the there is. There refers to a place of concealment. In other words, a Yid has to know that even when there is concealment, even when there is something that to us appears to be something negative, that in that there is the Matsurishain. And as Hasidah says, that this is indeed our mission to bring the Leida, to bring the knowledge, to bring the awareness, to bring the experience of godliness, even in the Sham. And indeed, may it be Hashem's will that we, through our Avoidah, by doing that which is right, by connecting better to God, by learning His Torah, and by denying everything that is connected to Klippa, and by understanding that all of this is in our lives simply to give us opportunities to better express our connection to Hashem, that we will bring the Das Hashem, we will bring the knowledge, we will bring the experience of God on all the levels, in all the levels, even in the most concealed level, and that will culminate with the imminent arrival of Mashiach Tzidkenu. Amen.